And you are tuning in to Why Not Sports with the homie D Murph. So why not? Why not? Why not sports? It impacts your everyday life. Why not sports? It's more than on and off the court. Why not sports? Hey. Why not sports? Yeah. Why not sports? It impacts your everyday life. Why not sports? It's more than on and off the court. Why not sports? Hey. Why not sports? D Murph. D Murph. You a fool for this one. one. (laughs) Yeah. All right, world. It's not a fluke. I promise. This is legit. August of 2021. The big homie is back. Not only am I back, but I'm bringing dope people along. First off, shout out to this brother, another Murph, Mo Murph, husband, family man, host of Up in Flames Pod, and not only a member, the vice president of this dope network called Off the Ball Network. Representing, I would say now South Texas. He was like, Merv, what you doing with that area code? I'm like, bruh, look <laughs> it up for my listeners out there. Look it up. And I'm Corpus Christi. But anyway, world, help me welcome Mo Murph to Why Not Sports Road to 500 episodes. Welcome, brother. Welcome. Hey, I appreciate it, bro. You know, like you said, you know, now representing. Uh, South Texas from Florida. So, you know, a Southern boy myself, but, you know, now representing South Texas, same area code. Uh, You know, bro, I appreciate the opportunity of just being on Why Not Sports and just, you know, being able to expand my platform on yours, bro. So I appreciate it. No doubt, man. Now, I always like to ask my peers, what? Well, first, before that, also, you are part of Dash Radio. Premium radio. Like, that's dope. So, yes, sir. I know for those first time listeners, thank you for tuning in. The avid listeners. What up? When did you know you had a voice? Oh, I mean, especially to get to that next level to where you actually doing radio. Let me say that. So I'm going to put it like this. So you hit me with a tough question because I probably come off cocky if I answer it. Honestly, honestly, let's go. This is something I I feel like I'm in a lane I was born to do. You know, we all have dreams. We all have aspirations. And sometimes we have plan A's and plan B's. Well, if you would have asked me at 13, this was my plan B. Uh, I expected, you know, just like any other kid, bro. I want to play in the NBA. I want to play in the NFL. You know, and I had some Division One offers, so it was very possible. But when you talk about we get older and life hits us and, and we sit back and realize what is our real calling. Yeah. And, you know, I think the, the, the radio, I think, kind of was it. You know, it gives me my peace of mind. And, it's you know, I've been able to meet dope people just doing the podcast, just being part of a network. You yeah. know, being able to link with guys such as yourself. Like, it's, it's I appreciate set a precedent. And people don't realize, you know, most of us do this for free like most of us do this on our free time (laughs) right you know what i'm saying we're not getting paid and we grind and everybody's like man he's on shows you know monday through sunday and then and then they you know they see us take breaks and they're like well you know i haven't heard from you in a minute it's like bro this is 
this is a, a second or even third part of our life. You know how it is being a family man, being, yeah. you know, having kids, it gets yeah. tough. But just when it comes to it, like when I first started, everybody said I should have been did this. And then when I did start, a lot of people who started listening to me and I started creating a platform is like, man, you got it's just something about you. And it's been people that I've gotten cool with. And even people that have just heard me one or two times is like I've become I feel like a fan favorite of either even other places I've been on their platform is like I just become a fan favorite. And I always give the the respect of like, you know, I think where I'm at right now, if I wasn't on other people's platform and, and even yours, but I don't get the love I get. So I always appreciate being a guest and I always return the favor and bring those same people who reach out to me to be a guest on theirs. I always make sure I return the love and bring them back on mine. Now, I got that one listener like Murph, D Murph. How can we get in contact with Mo Murph? Because I want to see what this guy about. So go ahead and let the world know how they can reach you. Yeah, I mean, you can follow me. Uh, Twitter is my main space, especially for, you know, this field of work we're in. So you can go on Upper Flames Pod, at Upper Flames Pod on Twitter and Instagram. My main account, you know, which D Murph, you reached out. Uh, Mo underscore cheese 15. Mo uh, cheese. That's really my main account. Yeah, Mo <laughs> cheese. And the way you said it, that's that's the origination of the name. It was a high school name. Give it to me. Uh, used to be a thing when I shoot a jumper and I knew it was going in. I used cheese. to yell cheese. Huh. So, yeah. So, you know what I'm saying? You got it down <laughs> pat and didn't even know. So that's kind of, you know, that's kind of my thing. But yeah, y'all can follow me there. Um, reach out to me there. Uh, you know, I'm very active. I'm, I'm very welcoming. You know, I, I put out opinions, but I also accept other opinions. And and I just love to talk sports. Di agree to disagree to me is the best way Facts. to debate. Because when you come in there with that mindset, that means you're willing to learn. Right. You're willing to gain knowledge from somewhere else. But you're also willing to disknowledge it. And those are the best debates. Because when people come in open-minded and they disagree with you, but they want to hear your standpoint. And I'm the same way. It creates for a great conversation. It also creates for everybody to expand their platforms at, on, on a personal level. Man, hey, y'all heard him. And basketball is a universal language, by the way. <laughs> you exactly. ball, obviously y'all ball, is no matter where you go in the world, the country, whatever court, whether it's on the, on the street, uh, in the court, like on turf, as long as it's a ball in the net, chain net, double rim, hey, it's a universal language. So, no. Mo cheese. I got you, big dog. Now, before we talk about what your podcast is about, back to Dash Radio, you do live coverage for the NBA 2K League. Yes. Do you even play 2K? Actually, I do. Um, okay. Because some people I came across don't even... I don't, I don't say that they don't play the game. They're not as good in the game. So I just had to ask. I'm an avid 2K player. Uh, okay. I'm gonna be honest. I've, I've loved 2K. I, I growing up, I was an NBA Live guy. Um, about NBA 2K10 is when I made the you know the the transfer Switch, over to yeah. the 2K world. And I think that's pretty much where most people in my age bracket actually made the switch. Uh, 2K10 with Kobe Bryant. That's kind of yep. where 2K took over and NBA Live took a back seat. But yeah, I'm an avid 2K player. I played you know, a few times a week, you know, like you got to balance playing video games and, and making shows and yeah. and producing content and being a right. family man and working, you know, it sounds like a busy schedule, but I get in everything where I could fit in. And so, yeah, I do play 2K. Um, I'm competitive. I hate losing. So if I ever get on and, 
anybody here who's listening ever wants to play me in 2K, I'm down. But if you beat me, you know, I need my get back. I'll say uh, run it I, back. I am an avid 2K player. <laughs> okay. PS or Xbox? PlayStation. I'm a PlayStation guy since I was born. I've had the PlayStation 1, 2, 3, 4, and now the 5. I've had everything PlayStation. So, uh, this is not even on my notes. PS5, right here. And I like to I like to play with my player. Are you one of them guys, or you like to play with the team? Both. I do either or. Okay. Um, I'm more playing with the team just because, like, okay. my player has so many. Uh, my player has so many. You know, objectives and people grind a little bit harder than I'm able to, so I don't gotcha. like doing that sometimes. Yeah. The glitch and cheating. <laughs> and yeah, just the overall, you know. Like being able to ultimately be like ultimate 2K players. Yeah, I don't yeah. necessarily be into that all the time. But right. where I can't control when I'm playing with the team and I play online, you know, I play online a lot. Uh, I've actually become like strictly play online. When I get on 2K, I don't even play my player anymore. I play gotcha. online. Okay. Just for the simple fact, like I can control all aspects of that versus another player who can control all aspects of winning and losing. I don't have to depend on somebody passing me the ball and right. this and that and the superstar of the team. I don't have to depend on that. I just can play. So, you know, I just love the game of basketball. So whether being able to play it, I've actually really become deep ever since I've broken my ankle. I've actually been hindered of playing the game itself. Mm. So I, I fell into the virtual world just because, you know, I'm, I'm still recovering from a broken ankle. Oh, man. I didn't know that. Yeah, okay. it's been a... Uh, it's been probably the longest road of, um, you know, Recovery. if I go through my career, I'm a, <laughs> I hate to say it, but injuries has been the story of my life. Mm. Um, you know, I played college ball, uh, injured, you know, had had to stop doing that, play high school ball. Obviously, you know, if I play college, I play high school, yeah. was injured there. So, you know, injuries are kind of the, the story of my life. But, you know, it's been one of those, bro, I, I've trusted the process of everything yep. I've done and ultimately it's got me to where I am today. And like I told you again, salute to you for remaining confident on what you do. Cause I've had teammates, former teammates, I should say now who haven't been able to bounce back, whether it's playing or even off the court because of injuries, cause their mentality or their confidence wasn't the same. So, cause people, as you know, they don't look at you the same. Or they might say, man, remember when or when you used to. That That's hard to swallow. I, I will, you know, so, you know, saying that, I will say I've become an avid Porsche, uh, avid guy of the remember when you used to. Mm -hmm. um, and when I was a, you know, when I played Little League, you know, one of my coaches and he said something, you know, that stuck with me my whole life. And he was always, it, it maintained me to be great was, you don't want to be that superstar little league player. Yeah. You you want to elevate your game. You know, from little league, that's the elementary school to middle school. You want to be a high school star. And you want to go and be a college star. That's kind of the levels it is to it. But ultimately, you know, um, I just I always wanted to be great. I, I feel like greatness is within every single individual that walks this earth. Mm -hmm. You just have to find your lane. And some of us, we all grow up with dreams of hooping. And we, you know, overseas and, and uh, yeah. playing in the NBA. And, you know, that's kind of our, you know, ultimate dream. But 
greatness is within everybody. You just have to find your lane in life. So I've always, I've lived that and ultimately up to this point, I'm not the greatest human being in the world, but the, the road to be great comes with just finding your lane and excelling in whatever your lane is. And once you find your lane and you excel in that, you'll excel in life and ultimately you'll, when you know, when you get old and you get rotten and you come towards the end of time, you'll be able to look back on life and be like, you know what? I was the greatest person I could be in this lane of life, you know? Um, and even now, you know, recently moving to South Texas, uh, being in the military, something that's gonna stick with me the rest of my life. You never know the people you run into, yeah. but I had somebody, the first time I got to South Texas, first thing they said was, you know, you, you can be great, but run your own race. Don't mm. ever look at the next person and where they're at and think that you have to be there. Run your own race. And that's something that's going to stick with me for the rest of my life. Um, that's probably one of the most valued conversations I've honestly ever had because we tend to get, you know, in a, in a spot in life where it's like you look at you look at your value compared to somebody else. But it's like right. your race is not what the next person's race is. And that's OK. Just run your own race. And when you run your own race, you'll be great in your race. Find your lane. Run your own race. Man. He's back. It's <laughs> dope, man. It's dope. Now, you said something earlier, Murph, in the show that I thought was interesting, especially as a sports host a sports commentator, how a lot of us, whether it's in this podcast community, in media, tend to be very biased and not open-minded. Right. How do you handle people that is one-sided when it comes to how they represent a person or their brand? So you have to understand that to me, you have to understand not only your brand, you got to value yourself, but you have to understand that other people value themselves either a little more, or a little less than you do. Mm -hmm. And you have to be okay with that. And you have to, there's a medium, you know, you know, like Lincoln with you, you might think your brand is the greatest brand on earth and you're not supposed to think any different or else you won't be great in your lane. If right. you don't believe in yourself, one thing I've always felt, if you don't believe in yourself, and what you do, how can you sit there and expect anybody else to think otherwise? So right. as, as the greatest people I've linked up with, I mean, you know, I've linked up with a lot of guys. I value everybody. Every time I link up with somebody, I think they're goats. I think everybody is the greatest of all time in their life story. So you have to value that, but there's also a medium. And I think for me with doing this, I've taken the fandom of teams and players out of the sport of basketball and i've just taken the love of the game and the value and the breakdown of the game to be able to talk with anybody about the game of basketball and to me that makes the ultimate person to be able to talk about the game you have to take part you got to take your bias cap off and you have to just be able to to be you and talk about the game. You gotta love the game first before you love anything else. Mm. You don't fall in love with an individual unless you love, fall in love with the game first. Mm. And so with playing since I was, you know, five years old, I fell in love with the game. And then because of my love of the game, I fell in love with players. 
I fell in love with sto- but then another thing is I've also took out the mainstream media side of things and I don't worry about the narratives <laughs> yeah that people I create my own narratives I create my own storylines I build my eyes my ears my research and that's what I take into my shows and I don't let what they say on ESPN and in FS1 and I watch some of those shows they're entertainers mm-hmm. but I don't no let them allow me to form an opinion good that's good so i got that one listener like okay merv i hear him i want to know what up in flames podcast is about go ahead let them know so originally other flames podcast was created to basically give you a raw and uncut version of a way to talk sports um you know basically a barbershop style of you know, communication, because if you really think about it, the best conversations about sports comes in the barbershop. You get chopped up. Everybody yep. feeling themselves. The barbers know they that, you know, um, the, the guy sitting in the chair about to get his haircut. He's feeling himself and you have great conversations. And I think those type of conversations has also turned boys into men. You know, I've had some yeah. of the most manly conversations. I've had in guys really take interest in me as a little kid. And, and watched me, you know, a couple of my barbers that I had growing up really watched me turn into a man. But then as I got into the lane, I'm like, okay, maybe I don't need to be as raw and uncut as I thought and just kind of become a little more professional. So mm-hmm. it's not the most professional thing in the world, but at the same time, like when you get on here, I'm here for the hot takes. I'm here for yeah. the, 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 the conversation, the heated conversations. I'm here for your thoughts that you feel like somebody else won't give you a platform to put so you get on mine and you say what's on your mind and and we hold that conversation from there and you know i create a show i have my topics but with some of the greatest guys i've ever been on we've gotten off topic we've talked about you know you you go in there and your barber asks you what do you think about lebron james but then you go and next thing you know you're talking about what a father, what a black father being in your life means. Mm. And it's that type of conversation that turns into really a show that turns into some very powerful shows. So I've kind of, I've always had, I've always prepared my guests. I let them know, hey, this is the the basis of the conversation. This is the window of conversation that we have, whether it be an hour, hour and a half, or we go as long as you can go. You let me know. Right. But it's turned into just a great to me just barbershop talk get in here you know we don't have to necessarily be the most analytic people let's get in here let's talk about our you know our opinions and where we sit and why we sit on these guys these players these teams you know the outcome of these games and and have great conversation and and that's what up in flames is all about is just ultimately great conversation like i've said i've gone into a show having a full plan and i've went off script (laughs) and welcomed you know, welcome going off script because yeah. I let my guests steer my show. When I bring you on, I let you steer my show. These are the topics, but if it steers a different way, I'm with you. And are I, you and saying I'm like you're going to bring me on or for like your guests? It's a joke, by the way. The guests, <laughs> yo, I mean, hey, I bring you on and I let you steer the conversation. It's just yes, that, it's that simple. I give you yeah. a basis. This is what I'd love to hit, hit on, but I always make the A. If this topic takes us to another one whether what the other one may be i'm here for it so i've always been one that i let my guests steer the conversation because guests enjoy that 
and they're always welcome to come back on and it also turns out to be my best shows that's good you giving out a lot of gems man for the first episode for why not sports in 2021 Whew. that's why i got you on man and i want to say this too i want to say thank you to you um as i was going through this journey as well as coming back with my equipment Brother Murphy over here, Mr. Mo Murph, real patient with me. So for those guests and those listeners, I didn't get this far five years in this podcast game without supporters such as him, you listeners, as well as other guests for being understanding and patient. But like your point, when you got true, when you got people true to themselves and willing to adapt, adjust and be patient. You talk about me being a GOAT, NBA 2K League coverage, Dash Radio, VP of a network, family man. Okay. Anyway, just want to throw that out there, big dog, so I appreciate you, man. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Like I said, when, when anybody reaches out to me to be a guest on their show, I, I look at it as they, when the story unfolds and when the story is over with, they're going to be a highlight of my story because I reach out to a lot of people to be a guest on my show to make yeah. sure that Upper Flames happens. Yeah. So, you know, I probably reached out to a lot more people. I probably had a lot more guests on my show than I've been a guest. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because I have a show to run and, and people try and find time for me to be in their show for yeah. them to run. Right. So when they do, I, I ultimately appreciate it because I feel like when it's all said and done and all of us make it to, ex to the ultimate goal, which is the reason why we do this and yes. everybody's goal is different. Yes, sir. But when we all make it, everybody's guest, every dope show they put out will be a stepping stone and a testament and a story into their story when they're when, when it's all said and done. And when the story is finished being written, every guest will have something to do with it. And, and you know, it's kind of like we just had the NFL Hall of Fame, that Hall of Fame speech that thank you that having to figure out who you have to say thank you yes. to everybody yes. you've had so many people that you can't say thank you to because it's just too many names to list but you yes, know and they know that's just how i look at it like they know who i'm saying thank you to and they know who to say thank you to so it's just one of those it's a mutual respect when it comes to make creating dope content with guys such as yourself i appreciate that again man now we're gonna talk some sports the men's USA team At the beginning People wasn't I won't say that Let me say this At the beginning People were nervous mm -hmm. They finished with the goal Do you think International play is getting stronger Or Us as a nation We need to be Much more consistent With bringing our marquee players to represent the the country when it comes to global basketball. So I'm in the window of both. Okay. Um, I think international is catching up. If you talk about the top 10 to 15 players, about four or five of those players are international. Um, and then if we start breaking down each position, top five players at each position, probably a top five player at every position is international. We just watched you know, a guy from Greece, a, a young black man from Greece, yeah. win the finals MVP, yeah, uh, win a championship. You know, um, but then 
We talk about Luka, who he's a future MVP overseas. Yeah. We talk about Jokic, who just won the MVP. He's from overseas. We talk about probably the first or second best center in Jokic. And then we talk about the next best center is probably Embiid, who's from overseas. Yeah. So those are four, you know, those are four of the top 10 guys in the NBA right now. So I think when you look at that, they're slowly starting to catch up. Okay. But at the same time, look at Team USA. And you can't tell me we put our 15 best player American players on the court. LeBron James wasn't there. Steph Curry wasn't there. James Harden wasn't there. Kyrie Irving wasn't there. You know, there, there's and, and there's probably even a little bit that Clay Thompson wasn't there. You know, um, Draymond Green did end up there, but he was what the third best player on the Golden State Warriors. Uh, obviously, Clay's coming off an injury, so it wasn't right. good for him to be there. Um, injuries played a part and why we couldn't put our very best team out there. Anthony Davis wasn't on the team yeah. in the prime of his career. Right. We're seeing a guy who's in the prime of his career wasn't on the roster. You know, so we put the Chris Middletons, we put, and it's no shot to Chris Middleton. He's an NBA champion and a gold medalist. Yes, sir. But he's not top five at his position. You would put James Harden over him. I put it that way. You know, we put, we had Dame Lillard and then, but I mean, we were even missing Trey Young. We didn't have our young supers, up and coming superstars. Yeah. We had a few. We had Tatum. We had Booker, but we didn't have John Morant. We didn't have Trey Young. Uh, so I feel like it's a little bit of both. When you look at the international game, the superstars that they're producing from the international level rightfully deserve to be where they're at. But when the Team USA is not putting the 15 best American-born players on the roster then it's tough to evaluate and say, well, everybody's catching up to us. Well, there's about six or seven players that could have been on the roster that gotcha. wasn't there. So it's it's a it's a give or take. If you want to hate on Team USA, then you say definitively overseas is catching up. But if you want to fairly evaluate Team USA and say that outside of Kevin Durant, they really didn't have the top 15 American-born players on the roster, then you also could say that because if you think about it, Dame Lillard was there as what the best point guard, but the best point guard wasn't there as Steph Curry. You know, we had Chris Middleton, but you would take, like I said, you would take James Harden over Chris Middleton. Yeah. You have Kyrie Irving, who you would put even with Dame Lillard, and like they could both not make the roster. Then we even talk about getting younger to build for Team USA of the future. And we we had Devin Booker and Jason Tatum, but we also didn't have John Morant, Donovan Mitchell, or uh, Westbrook, uh, Trey Young. I know we talked about the, the youngsters. What about Mr. Triple Double? Yeah, like that's another guy. Like that's what I say. Like <laughs> you look at the 15 best players, and I mean you talk about possibly at point guard, you could have Steph, Dame, and Westbrook. You talk about a shooting guard, you could have Harden, Clay, and then maybe Middleton makes the cut. Yeah. But then you talk about at the small forward, you talk about having LeBron, KD. Kawhi. Uh, you, you know, Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard didn't play. Paul George didn't play. Like we can bring up it. the list of our best players that didn't play, and I love that, that. I love the team USA, but and then we look at the hurt. See, the hurt is at center. We had Bam Adebayo. I love Bam Adebayo. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of the Miami Heat, but like he's what the fourth best center in the NBA. The three best centers are international: Jokic, Rudy Gobert, Joel Embiid. Those are probably Jokic. Maybe number one with Joel Embiid, number two. You could argue who's better. And yep. then Rudy Gobert is number three. And then even DeAndre Ayton is not born 
you know, he, he's an overseas guy. Yeah. So you look at, we put our fifth best center, our fourth or fifth best center in the NBA on Team USA. So that's another thing to think about is, is we just ultimately didn't put the very best team. Look at the 08 Redeem team. You know, that has they have a case. They could battle it out with the Dream Team. The 2012 team is the team that everybody really says this might be the greatest team outside of, you know, um, outside of the the Dream Team. Right. I, I beg to differ. I go with the 08 Redeem team. Maybe it's a little biased, but, you know, I could go down the <laughs> list of guys they had. I could go down the list of guys they had. That 08 Redeem team was ridiculous. And you look at what they did. They absolutely dominated, you know, to win the gold. So we, you know, we that's an argument for another time. I feel like we could argue, you know, people could argue that all day. <laughs> I love it. But this this 2020 team was the worst team we put out since 2004. That's just being honest. And they won the gold. And they won the gold. So that's yeah. a testament because in 2004 they won the bronze, yep. and everybody's what they have LeBron. Bro, LeBron was what one year into the league at yeah, that point. Exactly. Yeah. Allen yeah. Iverson was probably the best player on that team. Where you look at this team, this is probably the worst team we put out in between 08, 12, and 16. This is probably the worst team we put out, and they won the gold. So how is that really saying that the rest of the world caught up when if you really think about it, 08, 12, and 16 were all better teams that we put together. They won the gold, but this was the worst team since 04 who won the bronze, and this 2020 team won the gold. They haven't caught up yet. If we could put up a lot better roster together and they still win the goal, overseas hasn't caught up yet. We just didn't put our best players out there on the floor. That's it. Y'all heard from Mo Murph. Y'all heard. We didn't, we didn't put our best out. Now, I got some of my listeners and some of our peers in the NBA community, NBA Twitter, hashtag, and I say my hashtag at the end compared to the front. What if they was just tired? Instead of putting your best 15, if it was it, you know, what? It wasn't injuries. Maybe they was just didn't want to play. Are you cool with that? Um, I mean, I'm okay with that. I mean, okay. but if you look at the players that we could have put out there, they all were either deep in the playoffs or banged up. James yeah. Harden, hamstring injury. Kyrie Irving, ankle, sprained ankle. LeBron James coming off a sprained ankle. Anthony Davis got re-injured after coming back for the playoffs. Uh, Kawhi Leonard, uh, a partially torn ACL that he had surgery on. Paul George gave it his all to get to the Western Conference Finals and take Phoenix in six. So I could say like, okay, he's probably fatigued. He went too deep. It's too quick of a turnaround. I mean, we watched Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday literally win an NBA championship and like a day later fly to Tokyo <laughs> alongside Devin Booker, who's competing for an NBA championship, flies to Tokyo. Maybe there's a lot of players who got knocked out in the Conference Finals or whatever that didn't want to take that trip because that's they're trying to get the thing is USA can win the gold no matter I ain't gonna say no matter what team but the team they put out won the gold other players are like I'm not getting paid 35 40 million a year to win the gold mm -hmm. I didn't that's sign good. a contract with the expectation that I get an incentive of winning a gold medal I get an incentive for becoming an all-nba player mm -hmm. I get an incentive for becoming an all-star player so some guys are like weighing is overseas in the dominance of how the rest of the world looks at Team USA as important as me maximizing the money I can get in America. And I think a lot of those guys said no, because That's it's good. true. A gold medal got none of those guys really any type of money on their contracts. 
might have got him a little extra hundred thousand or whatever but yeah. i mean we're talking about my max contract players playing hundred thousand is that's like giving me 10 bucks to go over there and play <laughs> right. in tokyo it's that's like it's that simple hundred thousand yeah. is ten dollars to a guy like me so you're like yeah i'm essentially going over there to win what a hundred thousand if we win the gold so what i'm getting 40 million a year i don't care about no hundred thousand mm. dollars that pays my phone bill <laughs> like if we really, that pays my water bill or something for i love my, it you know huge mansion in calabasas so i just don't think these guys are caring about the international competition when especially coming off of covid that's another thing yeah. they're coming off of a covid year where we're coming off of a bubble season which made a shortened off season going into this past season right and then these guys had to turn around in this season they're finally getting a full off season back and they have to weigh whether i want to shorten my off season again two years in a row when i'm coming off an injury or whatever i don't i don't see a point in that hey y'all y'all know where to find them mo underscore cheese 15 check out up in flames pod i got one more question for you too brother with these off-season moves as of right now, what was the biggest surprise and which one do you think would be the biggest impact positively? So there were a lot of big surprises. So <laughs> for you to have to make me say biggest surprise, I'll tell you. And people people might not think this is the biggest surprise. Come on. But the biggest surprise is the fact that Carmelo Anthony finally finally decided to play alongside lebron james okay finally and he finally decided to be in a lakers uniform so to put this in in perspective for everybody carmelo anthony requested a trade and got out of denver a year prior to becoming a free agent alongside lebron james and Dwayne wade to go tag team together in miami there was a very big possibility carmelo anthony got a trade re-signed with new york got you know the biggest payday ever at that point in time in 2009 Everybody forgets that because guys are getting over 200 mil now. But what Carmelo Anthony signed was like unheard of at that point in time. Right. Then, then in 2014, people forget Carmelo was entertaining. He was in Staples Center. He met with the Bus family. He met with everybody in the Lakers organization with Kobe Bryant to ultimately join the Lakers. And he didn't. And then let's go even a little bit forward when Carmelo Anthony got exiled out the league in a sense. And we're sitting here wondering, well, man, why is LeBron not coming to save him? Even prior to him signing to Portland, we're like, well, why is he not in L.A. with LeBron? Why is LeBron not pitching when he traded for, you know, got Dwayne Wade in Cleveland, got Isaiah Thomas? Why is he not getting Carmelo Anthony? So it's a big surprise to me that Carmelo Anthony finally came to his senses and comes alongside his best buddy, his best pal, LeBron James, to play in L.A. That's the biggest surprise. The, the biggest moves... If you want to say the winners of free agency, I have to say Chicago. Mm. What Chicago did was immaculate. And it goes back into a move they made last season with trading to Vucevic. So leading up to that, they got Vucevic. Boom. Didn't really work the way they thought it would in the second half of the season, and that's okay. But then they got DeMar DeRozan in a sign-and-trade for pretty much nothing. Then they got Lonzo Ball in a sign-and-trade for pretty much nothing. Chicago ha- now has Lonzo Ball, DeMar DeRozan, Nikola Vucevic, uh, um, uh, Zach Levine, 
with Kobe yeah, White say, yeah, Zach Levine, coming yeah. off the bench. Yeah, with Zach Levine, who we know was an all-star player. Vucevic made the all-star game last year. DeMar DeRozan actually had one of the best seasons of his career statistically in San Antonio this Come past on. season. People don't Come realize on. that. Yes, sir. But he really did. I know. And then you got <laughs> Lonzo, who's constantly improving. Yes, he is. He was a he was almost a 40% shooter from the three-point line. So he's constantly improving. He's not the same guy that got drafted number two with the Lakers, which is a great thing because people thought that guy was a bust. Now this guy is worth a four-year, $85 million contract, which means he could be worth more after that because after this contract, he'll be like 26, 27, entering mm -hmm. his prime. Guys entering their prime that are stars are worth $200 million. And that's right now. Four or five years from now, these guys might be worth 300 mil. You, you never know. So what Chicago did, Chicago didn't make the playoffs last year. Now they put themselves in the same conversation and maybe ahead of a lot of teams outside of Brooklyn, Milwaukee, and maybe Philly, depending on what Philly decides to do with Ben Simmons. Chicago is in that conversation and maybe ahead of the New York Knicks, who were the four seed in the Eastern Conference last year. The Atlanta Hawks, who were the five seed in the Eastern Conference last year. The Miami Heat, who were the six seed in the Eastern Conference last year. And Boston, who was the seventh seed in the Eastern Conference last year. So you're essentially looking at Chicago, who could be the third or fourth best team in the Eastern Conference next season. Very po high possibility. So to jump from a non-playoff team from, what, a 11th seed oh, to easy. possibly the third or fourth best team team in the Eastern Conference, very possible. If everything works out, Chicago had the best offseason. There it is. So you can hit me up too, y'all, but Mo Cheese, man, hey, he's spitting them facts. He's spitting some good perspectives. Like he said, hit him up. He'll get on your show or you can get on his. But man, that's it, big brother. Hey, I appreciate you too, man, to help kickstart this Road to 500 campaign. For those listeners, again, that might not have got it the first time because they were still like Murph finally dropped after. Anyway, let the world know how they can find you and your shows. Yeah, so you can listen to Up in Flames on um, Apple, Spotify, Anchor, pretty much anywhere you can get your podcast. Like I said, you know, previously you can find me, Mo underscore Cheese 15, on Twitter, Instagram, or at Up in Flames Pod. On Twitter, Instagram, and then you know, just go to offtheballnetwork.com um, to find all your sports needs and entertainment. I work with a bunch of great guys, and you know, we're coming up actually on our one year celebration as a network. So that's big time um, because I've been there since day one, you know, since the launch of it. I've been the VP of the network. Um, so that's definitely been like, that's probably the biggest achievement so far. And everything I've done is being a part of the network and actually being able to celebrate still being a network a year later and constantly growing. Got great articles, got guys just just, you know, if I can shout out everybody, I would, but they know who they are. They do a lot of love. So if you want to know who they are, go check out offtheballnetwork.com for all your sports season entertainment in all aspects of sports, from sports betting to UFC to soccer to golf to basketball to football. We got it all. So just make sure you go check that out. And you know. D Murph from Mo Murph. I appreciate you I appreciate for having me that. on your show, brother. No doubt. No doubt, man. This, this is just the beginning, man. I look forward to uh, bringing you back on because I'm sure one of my peers itching to 
Man, what that what that mole murder person at? Okay, we'll set it up. But anyway, I'm sure I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm gonna just sit in the cut and let y'all do y'all thing, and I'm gonna add my two cents in. But like I told you though, if you look at the history of why not sports going on five years, founded in 2016. I've had a lot of shows with multiple guests and those were the best shows because it was to the point it was dope and different perspectives and I was fortunate enough to have people that wasn't so like strictly like you know biased like no 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 it's kind of like okay I see that perspective but look at this so no I I definitely add you to the mix to that and and look forward to whoever's uh, ready to uh, come on or come on his show Or just basically go head to head With Mr. Uh, Mo Murph I'm down for the calls And look forward to uh, that episode Whether it's my platform or his Or even yours For uh, our NBA peers That's out there Or sports fans that's out there listening But it's, it's good um, My first show back After a few months I still got it Still some things I would tweak But overall it's good to be back. Um, Road to 500. So, 425 between the Flagrant 2 and Why Not Sports. So, 75 more shows once I reach 500. And then I'm saying this on this show. I don't know what's going to be after the fact. But to say that I've done 500 total episodes as a host, can't nobody take that away from me. Like you said, being... You know this, this this athlete growing up and had some things set me back that we just couldn't really understand. But now to find my lane, to run that race, I'm having a good time. So overall, world, you want to find me? Find me on Twitter and Instagram at isdmurph. Hit me up on my website. Check it out: www. DMurfSpeaks.com Instagram and Flagrant 2 uh, Instagram page Why Not Sports underscore For IG And Flagrant 2 Pod Underscore as well As um, Why Not Sports On IG Hey y'all Make sure y'all hit up Mo Murph Check out his shows uh, Every Monday on uh, he he always recording. I lost I lost track, but uh, <laughs> Dash Radio, Off the Ball Network. He 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 pushing pushing content, saturating the airways, which is good. But overall, world appreciate y'all love and support. Thank you for your patience. Thank you for your understanding. And man, until next time, I won't say until next week because I might drop another show in the next few days. But keep grinding. Keep the faith. Keep on running. 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 Keep the faith. I might not have a dollar.